The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hey, welcome to another episode of Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and it's time to have some fuzzy time. And uh, I got my boys and girls from uh, my favorite band in Buffalo. Uh, we got uh, Fuzzy. He's the front man for Fuzzy and the Rust Belts. And we also have Mandy Stoddard joining us in. She does some vocal work for him there and uh, a little tambourine action. So, Mandy, uh, welcome to the show. How did you meet Fuzzy and get into the band? Um, so I met Fuzzy at our church. Um, we sing together on our, our church worship team. And it's funny, actually, years after we met and had been singing together for a while, I think a little before this whole band thing started, we actually realized that um, I I actually was friends with his sister-in-law many, many years ago. So it was neat to kind of make that connection and, and you know, just have another layer, if you will, to, to our friendship. Absolutely. And so uh, been singing and... At the church all your life, or how'd you get into that? I have, yeah. We've we've been at our church since I was probably about five years old. Um, so I grew up in this church. Um, it was it was smaller when we started, and it's, it's grown since then. Um, and we've we've grown in our members. So I've I've probably been singing there for over fifteen years. Oh, wow. um, so it's it's been really fun. All right, and so just for those who may be unfamiliar with Fuzzy and the Rust Belts, and uh, y'all may want to tag team this, uh, just making the transition from the church to becoming Fuzzy and the Rust Belts. Fuzzy, how did uh, how did all that take place again? Well, yeah, quick recap. I was writing a batch of songs, and uh, just over the span of a couple of years, and uh, finally it was to the point where I'm like, I need to record these. So I got in touch with uh, a friend of ours who actually did sound at our church for a while, and uh, he had a background in recording, and I said, Carl, let's get together and make a record, and he was like, all right. So uh, as we got into it, we're like, we're going to need some players, because the songs, were they just needed more instrumentation. That just you know, We would have been doing a disservice to the song if hadn't we, so, so anyway, playing on the worship team, we had tons of musicians uh, to to pick from and so we picked the best and uh and one of the best vocalists that we have is is uh, amanda stoddard so so i asked her to come on board and uh initially to sing on that sweet song with me and uh it turned into a couple more <laughs> then a couple more and then hey let's uh <laughs> let's take this on the road <laughs> right, absolutely and uh guys i'm excited about what's going on with that sweet song and by the way mandy uh Beautiful voice. I, I really like uh, like the vocal work there on that song. Thank you. I appreciate that. That one song that turned into quite a quite a road. So it's interesting. Yeah, and so uh, let's go ahead and we'll plug 
we'll go ahead and plug that now. Let's talk about what's going on with that sweet song. We got a lot going on, and then we'll talk a little bit more uh, at the end if y'all want to. Absolutely. So, um, what started as the the single and the name of the album is turned into a music video. Yeah, absolutely. That it, sweet song. It's uh, it's just becoming a thing, man. That sweet song, and it works for um, for everything. People seem to love to sway to it and, and sing to it. And uh, so, back in June, we got together uh, again with a another member of our church who uh he does the a lot of the video work and stuff um at our church so said jeremy come on over and uh help us make a uh, music video so anyway he did a phenomenal job we uh ended up picking three locations in my hometown of eden new york we're able to uh ask one of the farmers there george hire he owned a big field uh, actually, that field up, <laughs> I'm not sure if he's aware of it, but that was like make-out point in high school. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, um, it's real dark, secluded uh, at nighttime, but boy, oh boy, during the daytime, it's got that uh, awesome view at the top of a, a big uh, valley. Yeah, man, uh, so just, we, uh, just from some of the clips and photos I've seen from like the sneak peeks from the upcoming video... Uh, it really does remind me of some of the fields that we have here in Alabama, in Mississippi. Really? Yeah. It's kind oh, of that, that's cool. Yeah, and I mean, I, those make-out points, I mean, definitely a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it was funny you mentioned that, because we were just uh, talking with someone the other day, and he was from Louisiana, and he was up in Buffalo, and um, he said, you know, this part of the state, which is, you know, Buffalo is on the western side of uh, New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said it reminds him a lot of northern uh, Louisiana with as far as the terrain and the woods and stuff like that. So yes. uh, it's interesting that you say that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it does. It has, a, it has that uh, southern feel to it with the, uh, you know, big open field with uh, just trees wrapping around it. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, we do have, uh, in certain spots, those tall red pines. Yeah. And uh, so I, I always like driving through those. So, and you're, you're we, I think we talked about that last time. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, the the idea of the pines and uh, uh, when you write with your lyrics, it's uh, to to be as uh, ambiguous as possible. That way, it leaves a uh, it leaves a way for people to be able to relate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, shooting that video was great. Um, not only was it you know us as a band, but the uh, the uh, main character of the music video is my son, Thomas. And uh, so he had a blast uh, doing a music video. Now, friends at school have seen him on YouTube, and they're like, whoa, you're in a music video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, but yeah, this music video, we're, tomorrow, um, we're going to be releasing it. Uh, well, it's going to be debuting, rather, on uh, Diddy TV, which is a uh, really cool Americana MTV kind of thing online, so it's it's a big um, deal. I keep up with Diddy TV. I mean, that's how you that's how you stay up to date on your your latest and greatest and what's going on in the world of Americana. Yeah, yeah. So we're really honored to be on there. I'm really excited to see the show. I guess it's like a the Curve is like a, a show on Diddy TV uh, that debuts new upcoming artists 
and new videos. And uh, so I'm really excited to see the one-hour show tomorrow night. Absolutely. Uh, break this down for me. Uh, this is for both of you. Just the uh, the experience over the last year and maybe just this month as we get to uh, unfolding this month for Fuzzy and the Rust Belts. Uh, has it felt like you've been waking up and just living a dream or what, what is, what's, what's going on over there? Go ahead, Mandy, you can take that. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you would have asked me a year ago, um, if some of our more, more recent events, you know, would have occurred or even been in my mind, I, I would have said not, not in a million years. So it's just, it's been quite a ride and I actually, um, I get nervous sometimes now when I get a call and I see that it's fuzzy. I'm like, what, what, what is he calling to tell me now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's, it's really been, been quite a ride and we're just, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for everyone, at least for myself. I would say we're just so honored and humbled that, um, that our music is really getting out there and, and people are enjoying it. And, um, and it's, it's a, bigger than than us so it's really been quite quite an interesting journey right and so mandy you're a you're a school teacher when you're not uh blowing the pipes on your vocals right no i went to school actually to be a school teacher but i am a reporting analyst so i actually work in in numbers all day long (laughs) so it's quite um quite different from my my schooling and um my music education and church music background I got you. All right, so let's let's move on into uh, just what recently happened, or maybe you can back this thing up for me better. Just what with what I've been following, y'all, um, y'all have had uh, quite a bit of traction in getting into some of the Americana Fest, and Absolutely. so uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and break down that big one that just happened, shall we? The uh, the out <laughs> the Outlaw Fest. Oh, man. Well, yeah, like just a, a month or two ago, we played Jam in the Valley, which is a huge festival um, in Buffalo. But then, um, you know, it got to that point where I'm like, all right, what's coming up on the horizon? And bam. So did you ever watch the there's a movie on Amazon called Wheeler? Have you watched it? I haven't seen it. That's the first I've heard of it. OK, it's it's about a guy who's about my age, he's, he's a little older, he's like 40, um, but he decides to go to Nashville for one last hurrah and to see if he can get noticed for, he goes for like a two-week stint. Mm-hmm. And uh, long story short, he just keeps meeting one person after another after another. Finally, he ends up recording a you know three-track uh, record, is going to get assigned to a label, and at the end he meets his, uh, his idol, uh, Chris Christofferson, who asks him to play at the Ryman with him. Wow. And uh, so anyway, it's a cool movie. I don't want to spoil the ending. It's really interesting to me because, like, you know, I'm a little older. I'm not a typical 20-year-old trying to do music. So it's kind of like I could really relate with this. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's almost hour like later, a... I'm sitting on my front porch, and I'm picking out a new song on the guitar, and I get a phone call from... Um, uh, from the WYRK country radio station. Um, and it's kind of their parent company and the events manager calls me up. He goes, uh, Hey fuzzy, what are you doing? Uh, Sunday, September 8th. 
I said, well, I, you know, I'm not sure. Let me take a look at my calendar. He goes, well, even if you have something, he goes, you might want to clear your calendar. I'm like, all right, you got to <laughs> tell me what, what's going on. He goes, how would you like to open up for Willie Nelson? <laughs> my jaw dropped. I'm like, get the hell out of here. He's like, no, seriously, Willie Nelson, what, what do you say? And, uh, Without hesitating, I'm like, absolutely yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. How could you say no to that? <laughs> right. I, did, I didn't even tell him, hey, let me check with the band. They might have a conflict. <laughs> I'm like, nope, we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so like uh, I saw in some of the photos, I don't know if y'all were just trolling, Mandy, but uh, someone got, a look, got there a little late. Yes. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when you're the only girl... You gotta, you know, get some stuff in order. <laughs> Someone had to get her hair done. I don't blame you. I'd uh, yep. I'd have been uh, I mean, Fuzzy, you got you got to get your uh, you got to get your hair right too, right? <laughs> I know, man. You know, it's tough. It's tough being pretty. You know, it's it's it takes a lot of work to manage this head. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Uh, like just just give me a little bit of that experience. You got your uh, your backstage passes, and um, I mean, what what all what all did that entail, and what was that like just to be behind the scenes with Willie Nelson and Bonnie Raitt and just some legends in music? Yeah, Ellison Krauss. And, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. So like one, you know, I was very unfamiliar uh, with you know a large scale production like this. So it started off, you know. Once we, you know, gave the verbal agreement to go, you know, then I'm getting all these emails. We need your stage plot. We need a line input list. We need a hospitality writer. We need W9s. We need all this stuff. So, like, if there was ever, like, a... Uh, what is that? How to, <laughs> yeah, how-to for dummies kind of thing. You know, I was searching Google. I'm like, I didn't know what a hospitality writer was. Well, apparently that's the thing artists tell they want the blue M&Ms, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, we once I got all that figured out, um, I was a little set at ease. We had uh, a few things that we had to iron out. But once all the paperwork was in and the day came about, um, it was pretty easy getting in there. Um, and I just, I get a little nervous. Mandy knows. <laughs> Sometimes I seem like I'm a little rude and I get a little hyper. And uh, um, it's just because I'm nervous. And uh, so she, she and I, she's like, hey, where do I turn in? I said, uh, at the green fence. She's like, near the rider truck? I'm like, I don't know, near the green fence. She's like, yeah, near the rider <laughs> truck. I'm like, get over to the green fence. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, she was very graceful uh, with not yeah. tearing me a new one after that one. I, sound... I would never. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, getting backstage once we were settled, because, you know, unloading and the whole production side, it's it's intimidating. And we were fortunate to have um, our friend Carl be our front of house sound engineer. Uh, he's the same guy who recorded our album. And he's been through this dog and pony show hundreds of times. And uh, he he really kind of took the reins and kind of 
guided us through it, which was great. Yeah, and I can't tell you, man, like just the importance of a sound guy. I remember um, we uh, when I was living down in Mobile, we had a band, and we would do a lot of events, and uh, we, we were the youth band for the church, and then sometimes, you know, we'd go out to do shows or whatever the case, and we had a sound guy, and it almost got to a point, it seemed like, um, just just to me personally, it was like, if he doesn't go, I don't want to go. Because, like, we, we need him. Right. He's 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 just as important as we are. Yeah. Because <laughs> you got to sound good. And, man, I've been to so many shows to where you could tell, like, you probably should have had a different sound guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and sometimes that makes all the difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, but, that's um, the one thing you really, you learn very early on. The one person you don't want to tick off is the guy who makes you sound good. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it takes me back to that uh, Queen movie. I know you're a, you're a Queen fan, Freddie Mercury. And, uh, yes. You know, with the Live Aid portion at the end, I love that little part when it goes to the sound guy and it says, you know, do not turn up past here. And he just removes the tape and just eases it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually funny you mentioned that because we were uh, mid-set and uh, I, was, this, I found this out, of course, afterward. But the, uh, the production uh, manager for Allison Krauss, who was coming up after us, um, came to our, uh, to our sound guy, Carl, and said to him, Hey, uh, Bonnie's set is going to be a, a lot uh, quieter than this, so if you could turn the overall volume down, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty sweet. Like, that, that, you know, it's like, oh, sorry, Eric. Uh, I think it was Allison's, not Bonnie's. I think I said Bonnie. Yes. Um, but it's like, sorry, Allison, you know, uh, don't yeah. mean to step on toes. So he turned us down a little bit. Yeah. And so, um, Mandy, when you got the call from Fuzzy about, like, opening up for Willie Nelson, like, what was going through your mind? Yeah, at first I thought he was joking. <laughs> uh, not going to lie. I was like, well, that's a cute little prank, because sometimes he'll do that. Um but then, then I started realizing the more he, he talked about it, that he was actually serious. And not only was he serious, but this would be happening in less than a month. And I instantly went into, whoa, we, 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 got, we got some practicing we got to do, don't we? We got to tighten some stuff up. Yep. <laughs> um, which I will say that really we didn't need to the, the musicians we play with and we are honored and blessed to perform with these all of these guys are just so amazingly talented and you know yeah we, we polished a couple things but um i'm just so impressed when i look around and, and i get to play with all of these guys and just what what their fingers can do it's crazy <laughs> what yeah. they what they're able to do with their instruments and i'm like those those um, fingers are going crazy on this guitar playing the solos and i'm like whoa i gotta catch myself not just staring so <laughs> it was uh, it was quite the um quite the phone call to receive that's for sure and so, Mandy, let me ask you this: As far as like your influences when you were growing up, who were some of um, who were some of your influences as far as uh, um, wanting to sing and just growing up? Who you had in the car uh, while you were riding down the road? So, I'm a I'm a bit of an odd odd one. Um, 
I, the rest of the band knows this, and it's nothing um, like our genre of music, but I am obsessed with Barry Manilow. So um, that's obviously not Americana in any way, but um, he is an amazing performer and songwriter. Um, But my father was actually um, a local radio DJ. So I went from listening to all sorts of things from soft rock to folk. Um, I will say I I geeked out when I found out who else was playing with Willie because I do love it, Alison Krauss. And and do remember listening to a bit of hers and Union Station's music. So um, that that was pretty great. But uh, as far as like the Americana country folk kind of genre, I mean, I... Um, grew up with some Gordon Lightfoot and some John Denver and Peter Paul and Mary, so I'm I'm a little more on the folk side of it. But um, yeah, those were definitely played around my household all the time. I got you. And so, um, guys, as as y'all are getting in there and sound is checked and uh, you're getting ready to step, or, or we've already gotten past the step up. We've already talked about how the sound guy had to bring you down a little bit. Um, what was it like just being backstage? Did you get to kind of meet and greet everybody before you went out, or how did all that go down? Yeah, we did. Um, it was kind of, you got to meet everybody sort of as they, uh, once it got dark, everybody kind of came out of their uh, dressing rooms or buses. Um, Allison was walking around a little bit um, during lunchtime, uh, grabbing some food from the uh, catering uh, tent, but... Um, that was another thing, like top-notch food, man. <laughs> it was like primo. Yeah, uh, you know, it was, it was nice. They had everything because you know Mandy's got a seafood allergy, and um, Eric, you know, he's gluten intolerant. So like, they had everything for everybody. Oh uh, yeah, even gluten-free beer, which was awesome. So, um, you know, but back the whole backstage environment, it was just it was like is busy you know it's just always something buzzing you know whether uh um you know they're doing a changeover or you've got people in the production office you know handling you know press and um things with the venue itself or um you know the people uh, working and uh, making sure the buses and everything's clear so that buses can get through you know mm-hmm. um I would say we learned a lot in, from that production side. Like, there's more than just you know plugging a couple instruments and and playing. There's a whole operation, and um, the way these guys operated, it was really cool to watch. You know, just even having risers on wheels, you know, for the drums, and you know they set all of you know Newt's drums on on his on his riser, taped them down. And then they wheeled that sucker right off, and uh, until it was time to wheel it back on and lock it down. Man. So, yeah, it was it was really cool to cool to see all that um, backstage. And so, just for the band, do you still do all the booking, or have y'all have you got a booking agent, or how is is everybody just they have to go through you first, or how does that work? Yeah, I've been doing the booking, um, so it's it's. It's good. It's fine. It's it's a lot of work, but you know we're not to that point where I feel that you know yeah. we need someone to handle it and uh, you know take twenty percent. You know, absolutely. So, and I mean, with with your setup and like with the 
company that you have at the church that's got your back there, I mean, you've got everything you need. Yeah. Yeah, and that was the thing. Like, um, you know, Mandy's brother, Evan, and um, and then uh, Joe, our guitar player, his good friend, um, they stepped up and they offered to be guitar techs for us. And, uh, you know, they stood on the side of the stage, made sure we had a freshly tuned guitar. And, uh, you know, or we're there in case of a string popping or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so it's good. You know, we've got a good support, people that support us and a uh, good system there in place. Gotcha. And so uh, at the end of the show, I saw that uh, after it was all said and done, everybody came out to do, uh, was it I'll Fly Away? Yes. Yeah, I'll Fly Away. Um, Willie Nelson invited all his friends to come on stage and, and sing the last song with them. And uh, thank God my wife was there, man. I almost missed it. <laughs> it's like, it was, I don't know, like, Mandy, I'm sure you can uh, attest to this. It was, you kind of had to pinch yourself every now and again because it felt like you are watching a movie of someone else's experience. I imagine um, so. It was really, it was a surreal experience. And uh, my wife's like, get out there. It's time to go. And uh, went out there and uh, harmonized with the best of them. So it was really a lot of fun just closing out the show like that. Yeah, man. And so just to uh, just to project back to uh, the music video and Diddy TV and like, so what's what's next for Fuzzy? What uh, What have you got going on? Well, yeah, we got the um, the music video that's uh, doing really well right now on YouTube, and hopefully with Diddy TV, if we're going to get another boost. Um, and next, Mandy and I are going to be re-recording uh, "Home Away from Home." I was actually going to play that song tonight on the show. Really? That was going to be the close. Well, we are uh, we're going to be re-recording it and releasing it in January. Um, it's going to be uh, we turned it into a duet. And uh, we brought it into a, a key that uh, we both could um, we could both sing in uh, well together. And uh, so we're really excited uh, to do that. And then we're going to probably do a uh, like a one shot uh, video for it as well. So nice. Um, so we're looking forward to that. And I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. What do you think, Mandy? I'm very excited. I didn't know about that video. That's news to me, but hey, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. Fuzzy, you just keep him in the dark, don't you? Yeah, you know, I, I keep... Yeah, it's funny. I, I told my wife, I said, hey, I got to go do this interview for Porch Talk. She's like, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah. I kind of sometimes forget to tell everybody certain things like that. You know what, Zoe? You keep us on our toes, and that's why when you call us and say things like, hey, we're going to open for Willie Nelson, we don't really know if you're serious or not. So it's fun. It's always a fun time with Fuzzy. Yeah, sure. It's Fuzzy times. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. With, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure y'all are just uh, still hitting as often as you can in the local Buffalo region. Has there been um, chances of getting outside of Buffalo and to uh, get invited out to other places, or how has that been going? Yeah, as far as, like, uh, you mean, like, touring to other states and whatnot, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, um, we haven't gotten to that point yet. Um, that's uh, something that we as a band would have to really kind of um, figure out, because, you know, everybody's got day jobs and families, 
So right now, what we're we're focusing on is uh, targeted ads um, online. So as far as like the music video, like with Google AdWords now, and even with uh, YouTube advertisements and stuff, you can target audiences that you think might um, be where like I would want a tour, right? So yeah. if we were to if we were to do a, a regional tour, I'd probably want to hit your EPA, uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, maybe swing over uh, to uh, um, uh, over to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. come back up through Albany, New York, down to Syracuse, Rochester, back home to Buffalo. So I'm targeting ads kind of in those areas, even like a little bit like in Indiana or Detroit, because you know it's fuzzy in the Rust Belts. So we're, you you're in the Pine Belt, we're in the Rust Belt. That's it. And uh, so I do want to make sure that we're targeting, uh, you know, our folks as well, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, I mean, just so, like, uh, just with the, the podcast, it's like, uh, it's, I guess it's a little bit different on mine. And I have um, these analytical charts, and so the, the guys that I put the podcast up through, they'll give me a map of the world. And, um, you know, they'll show me all the heat regions of, like, this is where your audience is. Yeah. I don't know if you have those. Does Google give those analytics, like, uh, to tell you what's what's hot and where it's at? They, they do after about two weeks. Um, so we're not quite at that two-week mark with Google. But um, So let's use Spotify, for instance. Um, Spotify does that exact same thing, uh, where is I can look at what our target demographic is as far as male-female um age range you know our target demographic looking at now i've got enough data uh to say our target demographic is between the ages of 35 and 60 mm-hmm. it's kind of like our target so it's funny i heard uh our, our we both have a mutual admiration for jason isbell and uh, I heard in an interview, he once said, I write songs for old dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's kind of where it is, because 75% of our target audience are male, and within the uh, age range of 35 and 60. So, yeah, we write songs songs for old dudes. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I, it makes sense, I guess. Like, uh, a lot of times I feel like a old man in a, in a younger body, but... With, with Jason Isbell, I mean, I, I get that. It's just, it's like when him or Lucero, like when they write a song, it's like it's writing, like I, he was writing to me almost sometimes. Right. And so I, I, I get that demographic, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good demographic because you know what I love about it is when we play, um, people are there to listen and not party. And uh, that's one of the things that's very important to me. Uh, it's important to this band. But um, when I got back into it, one of the my main things was I don't want to just be the jukebox. I want to be the show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be background music. I want people there to listen to, to my music. And, you know, and if it's the first time they, they hear it and they don't like it, you know, that's cool. But, you know, I... I want people to come out. I want them to listen. I've got, you know, stories that I like to, like to, uh, tell. And, um, it's important to me, you know, you could have a a room full of, you know, 
500 people at some big bar that's noisy and loud and you got football games on and you're playing and nobody's really paying attention nobody hears you but you could be at a club with 10 people and those 10 people sit there and they listen to you and they come over and they buy a cd or t-shirt and they tell you how much you know this song or that song touched them touched them that means so much more than the big crowd of nothing you know and uh so I really appreciate that kind of stuff. We had a woman come up to us. We played a, it was called Rib Fest up at the Seneca Niagara Casino this summer. And uh, it was a big deal for us. A uh, lot of exposure. Unfortunately, it, it rained out halfway through and uh, we had to, uh, we had to pack up halfway through our set. So, but um, there was a woman who came up and just, you know, talked about you know how much our songs meant to her and it was her first time hearing us and and so i went and i sat with her and her sister and they were about 60 um and sat with them and gave them both a cd and just talked with them for 15 minutes and that experience meant more than you know a whole bunch of people and uh so i appreciate those moments you know because those people then tell their friends and then you know, your crowds grow from there. Absolutely, man. And like just uh just here with with my experience and going out to shows is like uh the Sunstroke House is a big part of Porch Talk and um it's one of my favorite places to go and listen to an artist and it all it's almost unfair because like if I see that the artist is coming back around but they're playing at a bar I'm less likely to go because I've already had this extremely intimate experience at a house show to where after or before the show, I got to sit down with them and have a conversation. Yeah. Whether whether it's about fishing or, you know, it's about the music or whatever, I just got to relate to the human being. Right. And uh, when you yeah. go when you go out to the bar, I mean, there's there's no chance of that. On top of just, well, I hope everybody will just halfway quiet down so I can hear what's going on because I paid yeah. money to be here. Yeah, and, and not to say that, you know, the, those bar bands don't need uh, their pets on the backs because we need them. Yeah, um, yeah we need know, all the help we can like get. That. And uh, it's just, you know, um, I've done that, and I wanted to try something a little different this time. And, uh, you know, so far, being a little abnormal is working really well for us. Um, I, I like it. We're taking the approach of, you know, we're not going to be playing every weekend, you know, maybe once every six weeks kind of thing. And, you know, I'll sneak in an acoustic show then in between. Um, and it's just been, it's been good. It's been a good ride so far. We've had a really successful 2019. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to open this up for, uh, for both of you and, uh, to bounce this off of you. I was having this conversation. It was just yesterday. And, uh, we were, we were talking about, uh, CDs and vinyls and, um, I'm not the biggest streamer, and like you were kind enough to to mail me two copies of your album, and I kept one for myself, and then I, I loan out the other one to people I think that's gonna like it, you know, and um, to turn them on to it. And like we yeah. we were talking about, is uh, I was excited. I had just went down to the record store and grabbed a couple of CDs, uh, just some things that I had wanted, and they was like, you could just look it up on YouTube or uh, you could stream it, and I was like, it's just not the same to me. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. Unfortunately, it's it's a dying uh, it's a, a dying um, 
item of merchandise now um, to the point where it's like, well, do CDs even matter anymore? And uh, I think they do. I think there's still people that appreciate them. I think, though, the way we go about um, getting those CDs out there, we might have to rethink it a little bit because it is so much easier now with Spotify and Apple Music. Yeah, People just go on and, you know, it's it's cool as a performer because, you know, I can just say, hey, check us out online or Spotify, check out Fuzzy and the Rust Belts and boom, all of a sudden you've got this huge bump, of, you know, the next day. Um, you know, but you know, there's something to be said about putting together that package, you know, the artwork, the, um, you know, the thank yous at the back, you know, the yeah. uh, putting all that little fine print information at the bottom and finding out, you know, what the proper way to do it is, you know. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I don't know, to me, that's cool, you know. And to me, like, my biggest argument, and y'all can help me out with this, is like when uh, when you sent me the album, like, I listened to its entirety without skipping a track. Like I, that sweet song, that album is uh, it's a it's a piece of work in itself, and I want to I want to enjoy it from track one, all the way through. And I want to I want right. to ride that ride. And granted, I could download the whole album on Spotify, sure, but it's just something about having tan something tangible. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. What about you, Mandy? Are you still a, are you still a CD girl? Or you... I am, just like I'm, you know, with e-readers and things like that, and you can read whatever you want on your Kindle. Yes, it's great for the accessibility of it, but just to be able to tangibly have something where you can put in, down, and experience. To me, streaming is just for background music. Love the availability of it and accessibility, but if I really just want to sit down and enjoy an album, I I remember vividly when Fuzzy handed us the CDs once we had them, and I got to just go home and sit for an hour and enjoy, and that was such a great experience to me. So it's it's sad that that's the way our world is going. It's great as far as getting your name out there and having more people hear you. But I hope, and I'm I'm hopeful that now the vinyls are starting to come back a little bit. Yeah. That that tangible thing just just won't completely go away. Same same yeah. boat. Because I I think about like vinyl. There is a resurgence of vinyl. It seems to be all over the country, possibly all over the world. I can't you know I can't speak on that, but I know just locally in this area, uh, people are really buying vinyls again, and uh, that's that's a great thing because I mean, we have artists now, and uh, some of them have been on the show, and some of these guys are going to come on the show, and I'm having you know this same conversation with them is. Um, yeah, it's almost gotten to a point to where I don't even write albums anymore. I just write a song, yeah, or, or I'll just write a an EP, a three song, because they're not gonna buy it. They're just gonna stream it. So what's the point in putting the time in to make a whole album when nobody's gonna buy it? Well, and that's the thing with you know, like with a, a actual tangible copy of your album, it's an extension of your music. It like if you look at our album cover, beautiful that, work, dude. <laughs> it 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 literally and 
encompasses the entire album. The struggles, you know, between, you know, you've got good and evil, you've got, you know, hurdles, you've got, you know, not only all those metaphorical things, but you actually have the physical, you know, the mountains, the greenery, um, the skies. It represents every topic in that album. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's an extension of your music. So when you see that cover, you kind of get an idea of what you're getting into. Yeah. And, um, you know. Absolutely. And, I mean, just uh, the longer I sit with your album, um, like, it was Ship of Fools at the beginning. That was my favorite track. And then it was That Sweet Song. And then it was American Tattoo. And now um, it's the song that I'm going to be sharing tonight. Um, it's the song that y'all are going to do it on. And so it's kind of crazy how, like, the more I sit down with your album, like, I, I don't know if it has to do with the time or the season that I'm in or, or what it is, but, like, just the way that these different songs kind of, uh, just attach themselves to me to where I, I, that's just what I hum. Yeah, that's that's cool to hear because uh, um, I, I do that too. It's like, you know, um, we were talking about this too, but I think, what, Mandy, we're in rehearsal and you're like, yeah, I'm kind of uh, sweet-songed out. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. and But I will, I will say, Alan, I think I agree with you at the and something to be said, I gotta give a shout out to Fuzzy here that has to do with his songwriting and the way that he's gone about writing these songs and that each one of them speak to you in a different way depending on where you are in your life, what's going on in your life. And I have to attribute that to just a, a great songwriter and him because I felt that way. And I, I mean, we've been singing these songs for over a year now um but each one just kind of resurfaces itself as your favorite or something that speaks to you depending on maybe what's going on in your life or going on around you or even in today's world mm-hmm. so um I, I definitely can can see what you're saying and i i gotta give it you know all the credit to him for his songwriting skills and that could be why you know we have we have some pretty big names asking us if we are actually out of Nashville versus a little old Buffalo, New York, because they're they're of that quality. So. I definitely yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um, and it, let me ask y'all this: with with the songwriting, is there a time like maybe uh, I don't know if y'all are in the process of writing more songs? Has it become more of a band thing, just uh, apart from music? But maybe. Uh, you and Mandy sitting down lyrically and writing together, or how's that? Are you still doing all the writing? Yeah, um, it's. I mean, I'll come in pretty much with an entire idea, um, and uh, we'll go from there. And just kind of, um, yeah, everybody will get uh, the compliments to the song and stuff like that. So we haven't gotten to that I've, right now. It's it's been so busy that uh, you know I've got a whole you know my voice memos are filled with uh, with songs that uh, you know need to be tweaked and here and there. But we did we finished uh, one song that we played uh, this last show called uh, Long Lost Wind that uh, I'm really proud of. We we put that together and uh, we really came out with a really nice new new ditty so new songs are on the horizon and uh what we're planning on doing is getting through this album cycle um probably by next summer 
and uh, once we do that, we'll take a little time, and uh, we're hoping at uh, one of our shows, we've got a show coming up uh, sometime uh, later this year, uh, again at the Ninth Ward, where we had our uh, CD release. We're hoping to get some good uh, recordings there for a live album in between albums. So yeah, man. So look, looking forward to putting that out possibly late 2020. Um, you know, a live album of you know six to six to ten songs or something like that. We'll see what we can uh, we can get together for that, and then uh, we'll push those through the winter, and then hopefully uh, do some recording and. I don't know, maybe we'll have a new album in 2021. I hear you, man. Well, man, as a fan and a friend, I am just uh, ecstatic about what you're doing, and I cannot wait for some new material. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. And so, uh, so just as far as, like, projecting out um, upcoming shows, do you have the next one booked out just for uh, listeners? Maybe uh, they're in the area, and they can uh, be looking forward to that. Yeah, actually, next Tuesday, uh, myself and Eric, uh, our bass player, we're going to be over at the Mohawk place in Buffalo. We're going to open for the Talbot Brothers, who are a uh, really cool acoustic duo out of Portland, Oregon. And uh, so they're coming out to Buffalo, and uh, we're going to be playing on that stage with them. Um, and then after that, we're going to be uh, probably taking the month of October off and We'll be back at it again uh, later in the fall, uh, definitely in December uh, over at Ninth Ward. So um, it's exciting, man. Absolutely. And so just to go back to the Ninth Ward just for a second, um, that's a special place. Um, yeah, it's, like, it's kind of like holy ground, right? Right, Mandy? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I just really enjoy that place and... Um, they're real. I I haven't seen any other place like it in the area, even outside of the area. It's it's really quite a fun experience to play there. Now the ninth ward, that's the basement of that church, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so yeah, quite literally, it's holy ground. <laughs> <laughs> Hollow ground, baby. That's as far yeah. as it goes. Would it's, that be considered holy subground? I guess it could be holy subground. Right. Uh, if you want to get technical about yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, so Ninth, Ninth Ward, though, um, real special place for us. Um, obviously, that was where, uh, you know, we had our real first show together as a, as a, uh, as a band, at least this lineup of people. And uh, that's our, where we had our album release and we sold that place out. And uh, so it's a special place and the people that... Uh, work there and run it. Uh, Anna over there, I can't say enough about. She's just fantastic and uh, really. Kenny, huge. the sound guy too, right? Yeah, Kenny's awesome. He's he's actually an Eden boy as well. My hometown. He's from Eden, yep. and uh, so it's just it's really a great place. We we really love it over there. So, gotcha. Yeah. Well, guys, to wrap this up, uh, anything else to add or subtract, or anything that we want to. We want to go over. What do you got, Mandy? Anything? No, I mean, thanks for for having us tonight. It's been a bit of a crazy ride. So even just talking through it tonight, it's it's amazing. Kind of recapping what's been going on so far in the past year. Yeah, guys. Yeah. 
Same I, uh, here. Um, um, and Alan, thanks so much again for having us on Porch Talk. Um, it's always fun to sit down and have a chat with you, my friend. Yes, sir. So, guys, y'all, uh, y'all keep on doing the thing. I'm so, uh, so excited about just following y'all on social media and like just seeing what all y'all are doing. I remember it was just months ago. I don't. I think it was just uh, an Americana group or the, the NPR time. However, however, we found each other, and I remember from that moment to now, and I'm like, this is an exponential change. These guys, yeah. <laughs> these guys are, they're doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the growth is, uh, it's been a 45 degree angle since, uh, you know, the beginning of 29, 2019, it's just gone up, up, up and up. And, um, we're truly blessed to, uh, you know, have the support, uh, from folks like yourself and family and friends and people who come out and see us. Um, we've got this one guy, uh, I call him super fan and, uh, he just keeps on telling people about, about us and spreading the good word. He's just such a great guy. And, uh, you know, it's folks like that, that really keep, uh, keep us moving along and, and, uh, make it fun for us. Yeah, man. You He's got... our favorite. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> y'all, uh, y'all got all my support, man. I, I do all I can here in, uh, in my little, my little pocket. Well, I appreciate it. Hopefully, we get the chance to come down and and meet you and uh, and play for uh, play for everybody down that in that area. I'd love to see that day, man. If not, I might have to make me a trip up there to see y'all. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, brother and sister, it's been a uh, it's been another episode of Porch Talk. Thank y'all so much for taking the time. Thanks, Alan. Thank you. Yeah. All right. News and notes. So if you haven't done so already, I would ask that you would rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend about Porch Talk. Uh, next time you're just having a conversation about the latest and greatest podcast, we just they just had Fuzzy and the Rust Belts on again. So while you're at it, go to fuzzyandtherustbelts.com. Check out all that they have there. You can find their album, and you can find all the ways to reach them there. And look them up on Spotify. And if you're bad, won't you buy an album? Won't you uh, be a dinosaur like me? I guess that's what I am. So for tonight's notes, we're going to play Home Away From Home. And as mentioned earlier in the show, and I can't wait to hear this, that Fuzzy and Amanda, it'll be a duet between the two. And uh, this song lately on the album has become my favorite. And so I'm very excited to share this with you. This is Home Away From Home. Peace out. And check them out on Diddy TV. Out of here. Take me home Away from home and I've been wanting for so long I can't sleep And the whiskey's almost gone Take me home Away from home Summer's gone And the leaves are changing Gold is a river Of this dark on 
from home Guess I'll stay and stare a while With this dull nostalgic smile And just breathe before I take my final bow Take me home, away from home Take me home Goodbye to darkness Goodbye to everyone As I spark the brain Take me home As I descend into this grave With all the rottenness and shame That I have caused I'm down, down on guilty knees. Forgive the sinner and set my soul at ease. Hey, Mr. Taylor, please, so dumb on breast in Oxford, please take me home, away from home. visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. <sighs> visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.